Now, quickly for the listeners, I bring on expert James, my brother, um, who is part of the podcast as well, <laughs> as, as the expert for this episode uh, to dive into how to access medical cannabis. So what do you take the people through, James? Yes, as the resident expert today, and it's worth flagging, this is the one and only time that either of us will consider uh, either of us as experts in this space. Um, but uh, when it comes to access, pathways is definitely something um, as the functionally entire legal team at Cannabate that um, I've had to, to get across. So things we're going to talk about are the pathways for obtaining medical cannabis in Australia. What are the requirements for a physician to be able to consider you for plant-based treatments such as medical cannabis? Um, how do patients find a doctor who can prescribe medical cannabis? What are the costs associated? What can you find out? What can't you find out? This is probably the most practical question if you're sitting there thinking, look, I'm interested in medical cannabis. I think it might be right for me. What do I actually do? Um, this is the, the episode for you. I have to say you did a really good job in the intro and the episode. So struggling people and enjoy. Yeah. Thank you. I hope the listeners wouldn't be like, that was shit. Strap <laughs> <laughs> in. All right, James, time to put your legal hat on. Give us the disclaimer. This podcast is for educational purposes only. We are not doctors, but rather we're just trying to educate the general public to be better informed in their well-being decisions. Pop quiz. What are you not? A doctor. I've handsome. You're also not a doctor, <laughs> so you pass. Uh, if you're considering medical cannabis prescription, make sure to speak to a doctor. All right. Beautiful. Let's get started. Episode number five. Um, so this is the final episode in our little introductory uh, Canvas 101 series. Um, the question we're going to answer today is how to access medical cannabis in Australia. And now whilst we've labelled uh, Gianni as our resident expert, when it mm. comes to access pathways, legality, like the practical, okay, I'm interested in exploring plant-based medication, mm -hmm. what do I actually do? Um, that is probably the one and only time in this entire podcast show that we are the experts. I'm going to so put it as you are the expert and my job in this uh, episode will be asking you the questions, I think. So I'll, I'll, I'll host, you facilitate because uh, you have the legal background and you've done a lot of the legal work. So um, we could just straight away dive in yeah, to the first question, uh, which are what are the pathways for obtaining medical cannabis in Australia? So, so what I'll do, I time stamped i think the last podcast i'll do the same here the date today is the 3rd of march 2023 yeah good point um and that's particularly important when we're talking about this kind of thing access pathways because it, it laws do change mm -hmm. um you know as we're seeing with things like oh, yeah you know even abortion in america with roe and wade overturned oh, like my. laws change not always uh moving forward sometimes regressing to how they used to be so um as of today um the primary and in fact only legal pathway to um acquire medical cannabis medicine in australia is through a health practitioner mm -hmm. um at a high level um in two to three sentences you need to be eligible and we'll discuss eligibility in a moment but you basically need a doctor or a nurse practitioner if they've undergone certain training to give you the green light and to say, I think that you are eligible for medical cannabis prescription. I think it's suitable for your chronic condition. Um, and if so, they can put you on a um, plant-based treatment plan and monitor just like you would for any um, pharmaceutical medicine with a doctor. Um, 
So we can talk about the specific pathways in a moment, but do you think for a prospective patient, there are any early questions that they'd want to know? Yeah, uh, particularly because we did find out the other day um, certain differences in doctor and nurse practitioner and how mm. they do prescribe. Uh, do you want to like delve in on that a little bit, just the differences? So basically a doctor, um, any doctor in Australia uh, who has an APRA number and you know is qualified can prescribe medical cannabis. Now, that doesn't mean they all do. And in fact, if you were to go to your local GP clinic and ask about a medical cannabis prescription, from my experience as a patient and also talking to patients um, at Cannabate, a very common piece of feedback is that their doctor kind of just looked at them funny. They might as well have asked for, I don't know, like a love potion or something. Yeah. It's just like, what are you fucking <laughs> talking about? We did talk about stigma for doctors in the last step. So have a listen to that if you haven't listened, uh, if you're jumping in now. But it's it's real. It's real. It, the changes are everywhere in so, terms of stigma. So what that means, practically speaking, is your best bet is to go to a uh, practitioner who is an expert in cannabis prescription. Um, this can either be a doctor who works for a medical cannabis clinic, whether it's Cannabate or there's a lot of other good, good ones out there. So we're not going to try and sell you on Cannabate what we do. Um, and then the alternate pathway would be through a nurse. Uh, but in order for a nurse to prescribe medical cannabis, they need to have gone through certain training. Uh, so in summary, any doctor can prescribe. Only certain nurses can prescribe. And then as far as the, the legal pathway for anyone who's interested, there's what's called the special access scheme, which is basically just a scheme in Australia where a, a health practitioner can make a prescription for a medicine that isn't conventional if it's suitable for your clinical justification. So the way I often like to think about the special access scheme is if, for example, you've got, you know, terminal cancer and you go to a doctor and you say, I want to try some uh, medicine from Denmark that there isn't much research about it, but, um, you know, I, I want to try it and it's my last chance, then who are we as a society to say that it's not something that you should have access to? And that's why the special access scheme um, is created to allow access for patients for, for um, medicines that aren't registered um, on the uh, Australian register um, that the TGA has. So that's a special access scheme. The alternate pathway is as an authorised prescriber, only a doctor can become an authorised prescriber, as I understand at least. Mm -hmm. And yep. um, basically what that means is they do certain training qualifications in cannabis prescription that allow them to prescribe uh, when they see fit without having to go through all of the paperwork that you need to with the special access scheme. So it's a little bit quicker. If you can, it's great to find a doctor who's an authorised prescriber, um, but otherwise you go through the special access scheme and it will just take a few extra days for the paperwork. Yeah, to, so to from, a, from a granular sense, it would be like SASB really only adds like one to two to three days, whatever it is that that process is yeah i believe so it's a difficult one because you know in the interest of transparency for the listeners um like our doctors are all authorized, authorized prescribers yeah. so i don't actually know from you know like our experience, from experience what yeah. this has be but from my understanding conversations with doctors in the uh, who do uh prescribe through the sas b route 
um, or the special access scheme, um, when we say SaaS, uh, it typically um, would be somewhere between, you know, two, two to two to three days, um, the delay. And, to, and talking to our pharmacy, that was what we heard as well, like two to three to four days. But in that time, they can be getting preparation to have that order uh, dispensed and ready to go. So that's some good news there, at least. 100%. Um, yeah, that's awesome. And then the next point, because you touched on it a little bit with the SASB, but um, talking about then the eligibility that you do have to go to, like what are the requirements for a doctor to be able to consider medical cannabis treatment? Um, we have that eligibility quiz on our cannabis website. Uh, those are the three questions that all doctors really go through. Yeah, so basically to be eligible for a prescriber to consider medical cannabis, and it's important to differentiate. This does not mean that you are eligible for medical cannabis. This just means that you're eligible for a doctor to consider medical cannabis for you. Um, so it is still their discretion. Um, but the three requirements are that, number one, you have a chronic condition that's been diagnosed by a health professional. Um, chronic is typically defined as three months or longer. Uh, condition number two is that you've tried conventional medication for the condition that you're diagnosed with. And then the final requirement is that the conventional medication you've tried has either been unsuccessful in dealing with your condition or you've experienced adverse effects that you're not satisfied with. So the classic example is if you had depression and you tried going on, let's say, um, what's the name of uh, depression medication? I honestly don't know, but the good one's opioids for, what is it, pain? Opioids commonly used for pain the word that escaped my mum was antidepressant so if you're yeah, 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 cool. like yeah nice. the, the uh, <laughs> so if you are uh, i'd say we'll probably cut that out but we're too lazy so no we'll no no it. this is good um, this is good so if we're, we're, we're honest here transparent and that's how we run our business and that's how we're going to run our podcast so, so yeah, antidepressants so yeah you, you go to a doctor you, you get diagnosed with depression and in um some instances one of the the first conventional medications that they might look to prescribe would be something like um, antidepressants. And then in the instance where you're on antidepressants for a period of time, and as is common, you experience side effects or adverse effects that you're not happy with. In that instance, if the doctor had a suitable understanding of medical cannabis, or you went to a medical cannabis clinic and spoke to a doctor who was an expert or a practitioner who was an expert in cannabis prescription, that would be the, a situation where a patient would be eligible. Mm -hmm. um, and then it goes without saying the patient would um, have to have their medical health summary and history reviewed to make sure that any medications they're currently taking are compatible yeah. um, with, with medical cannabis and the doctor would do their due diligence. But that's the kind of scenario where somebody would be uh, would be eligible. Yeah. So the, the on the, the cannabis website, going back to us and just using as an example, um, and what we did find when setting up the whole thing that there was that baseline eligibility quiz, uh, which is really good for patients to know before they um, go in and, and pay for a consult because if they're not eligible at the baseline level before they talk to the doctor um, and then they can understand that and know what it requires to be eligible uh, it's a good uh, it's good it's just good for them to know so that they're not wasting their money on expensive consults that can come about um, and trying to access that way so I think, yeah, on our website, keeping it nice and simple that way has been really good for patients mm. and, and kind of for us to weed out, pardon the pun, uh, the, the right people. Um, 
then the next uh, point, because I think that's covered nicely and mm. put a bow on that, um, how do patients find a doctor who can prescribe medical cannabis? What are the best ways? Yeah, so it's a really interesting question because when I went through my like uh, medical cannabis journey many years ago, this was before we had medical cannabis clinics, certainly at the scale and the reputation and the volume um, that we, we have today. Um, so these days, it's it's fantastic. Look, as we said before, if you can speak to your, your normal GP who knows you well and you've got a relationship with and they are open to plant-based medicine, by all means, have a conversation with them about medical cannabis. In the instance where you're not able, um, your best bet is to, to have a look online, ask around any people in your network, see if you can find a medical cannabis clinic with a good reputation. Obviously, like we've um, built Cannabate with a patient-centric approach and the whole reason we do what we do is to provide the service mm-hmm. and the patient care and the affordability that we weren't able to have many mm-hmm. years ago as patients, but there are some really good clinics out there. So um, have a look online. Typically, you'd want to um, go with the medical cannabis clinic themselves mm-hmm. and they'll put you on a, a patient treatment plan. Um, it is a, a requirement for an authorised prescriber to have a one-month review um, after any prescription for THC. So do just prepare for that. Um, a good clinic should not uh, have a consultation with you give you a prescription of five uh, units for or five repeats for a, a flower product and then never see you again. Mm-hmm. Um, it is important both for your well-being, but also because, you know, it's a legal requirement for, for, for the clinic to make sure that they're having check-ins with you on a monthly basis or at least for the first month, uh, monitor, have a check-in, make sure that you're going well before you you can extend the the time between um, doctors. And, and what we found with patients who actually come in for the first time um, and having a requir- as a requirement to check in after the four weeks and, and be notified and have weekly check-ins, because of the stigma and where we actually are um, as a society, people really appreciate that. And they actually, like when we give them a call and say, uh, how are you going? They don't felt like they're left on an island of this potentially recreational substance that mm. they've just uh, accrued and they can't drive. Like there's all of these things that come in, uh, into account. And if you are uh, prescribed something like this and then left on your own, um, it's a recipe for some sort of disaster uh, but in terms of just how you perceive it after that, because mm-hmm. uh, if you are coattailed the whole way and um, set up with a treatment plan the right way with the doctor and then having a follow-up and talking about how it's gone and then talking about the new medication, because in this, like with the product and the um, the medication, like medical cannabis, it does work differently for everyone. So it's not as easy as giving Panadol and saying, here's two Panadols, take that uh, every four hours. You have no idea what it, your effect is going to be. And talking to the doctor and having that treatment plan and that check-in is a great way to finalise the dose and, and have that long-term relationship. So it is good talking to the clinics, but if pretty much just experts, if you do talk to it, the expert in the space, they're going to hold your hand through it if, if they're doing it the right way. Um, and that's the way it should be done, at least for the time being in Australia. 100%. Yeah. See, 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 doctor, um, the biggest criticism um, from what I can gather, at least of the, the medical cannabis space is just cost, mm. um, which we'll, we'll, we'll get to in a moment. I can see that was actually the, the last point we had yeah. um, written down. Um, 
but at the end of the day, to be able to speak to an expert in cannabis prescription and have a highly regulated product or medicine at a cost that is comparable these days to um, what you get at the black market, it really is a no-brainer that um, particularly if you are a sincere, you know, medical user with a chronic condition that, that, that you, you, you talk to your doctor, mm. or in this case, you talk to a cannabis doctor. That's um, it. That's what, it. And that's why we're not doctors, but we set you up with doctors. <laughs> and that is like, and that's, that's why I love that we're able to do what we do because um, even with the laws and, and the way it is at the moment, we don't have to at any point act like we are experts, but we have an ecosystem, which is Jason coining Jason's um, terminology from our new pharmacy. Uh, they um, having an ecosystem of experts and being able to hold everyone's hand the whole way through is awesome. And it's so awesome for us and our position. Um, so that brings us to our last point. Uh, what are the costs associated with accessing medical cannabis in Australia? So like a lot of things in the space, um, particularly from, you know, like a, a clinic or supplier or like side, you've got to be very careful. The TJ have very strict guidelines and rules around what you can and can't communicate. Mm. Um, so if you look on Google at clinic prices, they typically range between $59 and up to $250 for the initial consultation. As far as the cost for the um, medicine itself, the, the uh, clinic is not allowed to advertise um, specific costings, but there are a couple um, really good workarounds that you should be aware of as a prospective patient. Uh, the team at Honolulu, who um, we're very close with, they, Tom Brown. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Tom Brown. Massive, uh, massive they've got out. a platform called Catalyst that I believe is in the final stages of, of development where you'll be able to verify that you are a patient. Mm -hmm. And then once you verify, you'll be able to have a look at basically all the medical cannabis medicines out there on the market. And you'll also be able to see access pathways, clinics, what it's called, all the information about the strain and the strength. Um, and that's uh, platforms like that are going to be a really big enabler as a consumer to be able to know what the market is because otherwise if you call up different clinics and ask about prices they're legally unfortunately not allowed to give you um, specific information but to act so to access that you need to become a patient and then provide uh, proof of being a patient mm. of medicinal cannabis mm. and then you will be filtered in and allowed, yeah, to access to it. So th th that is the actual laws, and the catalysts are doing it the right way, which we love to see. One hundred percent, yeah. 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 Uh, but th th there are other. If you do a little bit of googling around, there are ways that you can see um, uh, some, uh, you know, product information with different clinics uh, through through. You know, I know the Oz Cannabis subreddit has a bunch of really good stuff. Mm -hmm. So. Um, whether those things ultimately are meant to find their way to the public or not is a, another thing. But the fact of the matter is if you do a bit of research, you will be able to find some information. Um, but certainly once you are a verified patient, then there are, there are further avenues such as soon Honolulu's can, uh, catalyst to, to, to find out more. I'm actually really excited about that because one of the biggest questions, you know, that we get from patients is about cost and uh, a common understanding in the industry is that one of the primary reasons people leave the cannabis mm -hmm. space medically is not because it's not working for them, but rather because of cost. Yeah. So as costs go down over the oncoming years, um, which will just happen as more players mm -hmm. enter the space, and we're really excited about that. And as um, platforms like Catalyst kind of um, 
basically improve and expand their database, uh, patients are, are finally going to be equipped with all the information they need so that they can make an informed decision as to, to where they should go. Mm-hmm. And that's product side. And I just have to I have to share this small little story. Yeah, and, uh, yeah like uh, one of the big things, it happened recently, uh, I had a, a psych appointment and went to pay at the end of it. it I do have ADHD and it was for some ADHD medication. And at the end of it, they said, oh, okay, cool, nah, thanks for your consult. Um, it was $600, so you want to tap your card. And I was like, 600 bucks for a half an hour appointment. When I'm already diagnosed. It, all of the things that came together, I'm so infuriated because it was just recently, but... 600 bucks for a, a consult that it what it, when you're sitting in there knowing it's 600 bucks you're thinking this is not worth it whatsoever i know there's expertise there's all these things that go into account um but that's one of the things being able to advertise the actual consult pricing as well i do have to say that um our ethos is keeping it as affordable as we can for people to enter into the space because we found one of the biggest deterrents was costs. So having $59 initial consults and $29 um, return, I I would really like it to stay. The only reason it would change is, is if we grow um, and we get more staff and we, we do need to uh, facilitate that. But right now, $59 and $29 would be ideal. So we can pave the way for clinics to have affordable pricing. We did have a patient come and they said it was over $150 for the consult and then the product was over $300. So it was crazy just numbers that are are thrown at you. And um, hearing that, I I feel for people, I felt for James trying to get in the space at the start um, and to be able to do it affordably for everyday Australians and give everyone a, a chance especially after a $600 psych appointment, I see how, <laughs> and, and the quality of it, I see more clearly the vision that I have for what we, what we are doing and what we're in the space for. So yeah, yeah. exciting times ahead is more, uh, more, more good players enter the space. And all that will mean is that uh, the future James uh, will not have to go through what, uh, what this James through <laughs> where yeah. I just couldn't afford to, to go to a doctor and had to, had to get my, my treatment through. Yeah. Things, fingers but, crossed it will keep going down. Well, the, the industry right has come a long way since then. Prices will probably go up with the GMP yeah. uh, change in, in June um, yeah. because as some companies have to change suppliers, but uh, it will naturally um, go back down and, and, and eventually uh, prices for both consultations and products yeah. should, should reduce in the future, which means better access for patients. Amazing. Now, I think so. That's uh, that's that's the answer to the question. How do you access medical cannabis in Australia? In an answer, as of right now, only way to get it is through your doctor. You need to have a chronic condition that you've been diagnosed with and tried conventional medication, which has been unsuccessful or had adverse uh, effects. Mm-hmm. Um, look, you can go to the Cannabate or a lot of different clinic websites to have a look at. Um, costing uh, and, and and eligibility for uh, consultations yep. um, to see if uh, uh, it's worth having a conversation with the doctor. Um, that's uh, that's that's the answer to the question: How to access medical cannabis, and it's also the conclusion of our mm. introductory series. Mm-hmm. So I don't know about you, Chuck, but I found that to be pretty fun. <laughs> <laughs> that was awesome, and I'm keen to come back 
every week or however frequently we do come back. But Johnny's awesome. Um, yeah, you were good as a as an expert there. So well done. Thank I'm pretty I'm pretty much. I'm pretty proud of that. We might have you back on again as the uh, expert. Fucking hope. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, if you kick me out, we yeah. <laughs> no, but that's awesome. Uh, super excited for what's ahead. And uh, we'll see you next episode. Thanks, oh, everyone. See you guys.